guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sean, buddy, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. You? Good to see your face, man. I'm doing well. It's, uh, you know, crazy times as always, but here we are. Uh, guys, Beer Sports episode, I don't know, at this point, like, it's just fun. So, Episode uh, fun. I'll go with it. Yeah, episode fun. Hey, uh, today I'm drinking this uh, Rogue Bat Squatch. It's a hazy Indian pale ale from Rogue Breweries. So we hope our friends at Rogue are all good. You know, those fires are down there, all those things. But I want really what I picked it for is this little guy here reminds me of you. So <laughs> big hairy and fun. I'm a big hairy and fun guy. Is that it? Yeah. Big so, hairy fun mushroom, right? That's the move. Fun guy. I don't know if this is gonna show up so well with the lights here. Here we go. We this is it, yeah, this is from uh Nine Locks Brewery. Frig off. It's a double yeah. IPA. So uh, let me tell you something. I hate IPAs, okay? Yeah, usually I hate them. But yeah. this one has to be it's hoppy, but I'm I'm drinking this thing down like it's 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 absolute candy. Yeah. I'm I, actually I really enjoying it. I typically it. don't go IPA, but then uh I end up with IPAs quite a bit just because it's Pacific Northwest and that seems to be our dominant deal from all the smaller breweries and so uh, I will tell you this. I'm going to drink a couple of these Basquatches this morning. Uh, watching football and then uh i'll switch to our light at some point just because you know it's football season so I cheers, cheers cheers i'm down with that mm. so mm. let's talk about let's talk about the battle of ohio let's talk yeah. about somebody that Man. called something it was right. I didn't get the score right, though. But yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> I did not get the score you, right. You did get the outcome right, and I will say that uh, you know a broken clock is still right two times a day. So congratulations. <laughs> and <laughs> no, you did good. You stayed. You stayed with your team and it held up, and and here we are. So I'm telling you, it was the power of that shirt, the Cleveland Steamer, buddy. Just yeah, steamed, well, that's, that's steamed right along. Burrow's, that's what they did. Joe Burrow's first experience with uh, the Battle of Ohio. The Browns mm. gave him the old steamer. They, they sure did. They sure did. Man. Thirty-five to thirty. I mean, I couldn't believe it. What was that? Uh, yeah. Cream Hunt getting some uh, touches there. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb looked great. Yeah. Odell Beckham with a touchdown pass. Well, Odell great. Beckham made us all eat our words. Right? We talked about how he wasn't going to show up and. Then well, he, he showed, showed up. up. So he showed there's up. That, yeah, there's that, right? Yeah, and you know, I mean, maybe, maybe most importantly for the state of Ohio is that it was a fun, competitive game. It really was, you know. I mean, Which, I understand. I heard the pundits going on about, well, you know, it's Cincinnati. It's like, wait a second. So Cincinnati almost beat the Chargers, and I understand that was Tyrod Taylor that was out there on the Chargers, right? Uh, the thing is, is that you almost beat you almost beat the Chargers. You missed because of a shank field goal. Joe Burrows have three touchdown passes in this game. Um, he's going to have a great career. Obviously, it, it looks it looks like it's inevitable. He's doing very well. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield just 
woke up and smelled the coffee. I don't care. You're still in the NFL. You're still in a very competitive division. Whatever the defense is on that team, still to run up 35 points, that's that's yeah. nothing to be scoffing at. So yeah, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. So I mean, it was yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And you you want I think you root for number one drafted players. I do anyway, right? Because I want them to do well and. Because you know the talent's there, right? Yeah. And so, like, when the number one picks are doing well, the, the league's doing well. And so that's what's – I mean, obviously, I, you know, football's just a love of mine. So so were you, were you loving now. Ryan Leaf? Now or then? No, then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, in college, 100%. And I was, yeah. was definitely pulling for him, you know. And, like, and people forget a lot. Like, we think Ryan Leaf, knowing what we know – uh-huh. Right, but there was debate about Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf going one two, like who was going to be what. Like that it was, was legit, real, yeah, real yeah. conversation. Um, and clearly the Colts made the right decision, but um, you know, I I think you just root for those guys to be, you know, that way. But no, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, especially when you have a college season the way he did. So I was glad to see him get three touchdowns. Um, yeah. yeah, Cincinnati is a developing team. I mean, offensively, I think you got yeah. you got the pieces. Defensively, maybe a couple. Interesting, more yeah. Interesting to me that AJ Green didn't show up in a couple of spots. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, from being you know not playing for how many of the last games, right? I think it's like sixteen of the last twenty games he hasn't played. Uh, and having no preseason and all that stuff. But it felt like there was a couple of spots where, you know, notably like that at, at the end, that last little push they had, you know, uh, the ball was a little bit behind him, but still enough, you know, inside of his shoulders and hit him in the hands. Like you expect AJ Green to make that catch. Yeah. Right. Your top 10 receivers, you expect to make that catch and he didn't do it. And I thought that was interesting um, to see, but. Well, I guess sometimes the sun doesn't shine every day, right? On that person, on that receiver. Sometimes it has to rain a little. I don't know. Um, But it's true. You pay that money for that catch, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's why why we're we're slagging OBJ. It's just like. I was thinking about that this morning, right? About how we have these expectations of pass catchers specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're going to catch everything that's thrown to them because that's what we see. That's what's curated for us to see, right? And as technology is gone for us, but what we don't see is practice. Like how many times do they drop a ball in practice? Probably not often, but I bet they do. You know what I mean? Like no one's a hundred percent. No one's even, you know, probably 95% in practice. No. Because you're, you're working on your craft. And so I think it's, you know, a bit uh, short sighted for us as fans to be like, Oh, they catch everything. Well, they don't. We just, that's what we see, right? We only see the highlights. And so, it's like comparing yourself to, you know, someone else you see on social media where they're got carefully crafting their life so that you're jealous of, but really like, you know, their bed's not made either. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's easy to criticize as a fan. I mean, that, that is why we are fans, right? I mean, so that's, yeah. we pay, we pay for advertising because we're buying products. That's whatever is being advertised yeah. on the NFL or NHL or NBA. We pay for tickets. We pay for merchandise. So to me, it's like, okay, you pay and you're paying their salary that way. Yeah. I guess you could become that guy to sit there and say, well, I could do better. Well, no, you probably can't. You probably can't get off your couch, go out there and run a passing tree and catch a ball. 
I got 50 bucks if you can. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's sad that we do do that, but I mean, we do pay for that to be able to criticize. That is part of the escape. That's part of the escape in sports. Yeah, it's so. the fun part of it, right? Like it's, uh, you know, that's why we, that's why we do, like you said, it's kind of an escape. It's a release. It's a way to analyze something that doesn't have any really impact on anybody's lives. Um, I mean, except for the players, right? Cause those guys are counting on that money to feed their families. And so mm-hmm. there's some of that, right. But you know, that's, that's the fun of it. It's the, the fun part is making sure we're being smart about, right. It's emotional intelligence as fans to be able to criticize and not like lose your mind. Right. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> Unless, uh, of course, you have emotional not... intelligence. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. Unless you have another part. I wanted to switch to last night's UFC fight because I feel like ah. that main event was really a display of emotional intelligence. And I feel like that maybe that's the last time we see Mr. Woodley. I I have to agree. That was just absolutely sad. And the thing is that I'm a Tyron Woodley fan. And I don't know. I mean, so, so far through these free fights, we've seen a lot of the headliners coming out yeah. 38, 39, 40, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're a little long on the tooth. Yeah. Um, so Tyron Woodley being 38, he looked gassed fourth round, looked gassed, got eye poke takes like five minutes. It felt like <laughs> he took yeah. some time to recover and it wasn't as bad as an eye poke. And, it was funny because you were mentioning, and I'll, I'll let you actually get to that. I'll, I'll let you get to that there because that eye poke was ridiculous, taking five minutes. Yeah. And then here he is in the fifth round. He gets taken down, which, I mean, Colby Covington, say what you will about him. He's he's a bit of a jerk. He's arrogant. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much of it is for show, but well, I think a lot of it is for show. Absolutely, but you know but that that only, I think that it's the only way he can stick because I think that he's not good enough in the cage. I don't know, man, because he's he not, came well, I in prepared. I shouldn't say good. He's not compelling enough as a fighter to be a high level draw that he wants to be. And so, at this moment, this persona. At this moment, I I, yeah. I I understand what you're saying. At this moment, maybe, but you know what? Last night's fight. I mean, he picked up Tyron Woodley. Who's picked up Tyron Woodley like that? Yeah. with uh, Just underneath him, well, literally yeah, lifting me, him up. Was, yeah, it was classic, like, uh, I hate this guy, so I'm going to beat his ass. Like, I think that was the conversation that we had. Me and my wife had yeah. watching the fight. She goes, she goes, no one, like, dislikes someone enough to, like, intentionally hurt them. I go, oh, no, no, he does. He hates Tyron so bad. They're like he's happy that he he didn't even hurt Tyron. That's I, the worst he part. Said he, he said he, you know what I mean? Like he was trying to do that, like not do that, but he was trying to inflict pain on him. Of course, because you know, Colby outside of comp, outside of competition. I feel like say what you will about this guy. He came in prepared. He had a fight yeah. plan to go in there. He yeah. respected Tyron Woodley enough to come in prepared. Yeah, you could like, tell like he, had, he was changing strategy by round. Yes. They had a they had a they had a different attack by round, which you rarely see anymore, right? A lot of times they'll be like, "All right, here's the thing, here's the strengths, here's the weaknesses. We're going to attack him this way." Covington came in and was like, "I'm going to attack you this way." When round one, if we go to round two, it's this way. If we go to round three, it's this way. Like he just had a game plan that was so deep and diverse. You could just tell. Like I feel like he was like sitting up at night, just watching film in his room by himself in the dark, just like taking notes. Yeah. 
You know what uh, I mean? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing when it comes to hate and love is that it still breeds some sort of respect. It doesn't matter because if you hate something so bad, you yes. still have to respect that because you do not want to come in yeah. there looking, yeah. looking like you're unprepared or ill-prepared. And if yeah. you do not yeah. respect that, then you are going to be made a fool of. And so he did do that. But the thing is like where I got upset and, and it, maybe it's his age. I don't know. Maybe his heart just gave up. Like, but all of a sudden you have him in this guillotine. You're trying to do a token. Like, oh, my rib. Oh, my rib. Yep. I don't know. Maybe he twisted himself for sure. Like, you know, oh, I'm, you I'm not trying it. to say. You, he you was see in on, pain. The, on the replay, they, they, he was loaded in a bad spot, right? Yeah. And I think that that Covington had kicked him hard enough in his ribs that he had already done some damage. Well, there that there was cage. a few times. Absolutely. But, man, I, to go like that, like, man, I don't know. That's and the saddest thought, part. When he, when he yelled initially, when he yelled, I thought he said my wrist. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then and you I heard saw, it the second time, though. And yeah, and, well, he, he definitely said my ribs. He definitely did. But, like, my initial reaction was, like, oh, he broke his wrist. Whatever was going on behind down there below where he had his hand trapped. Yeah. You know, because that's what Kobe's doing was pulling on that rib, right? Or pulling on that, on that hand. And I thought, oh, maybe he snapped his wrist because they were torqued in a weird spot. But yeah, well, you know. the, the worst part afterwards, then you have to listen to Colby Covington come out and give his presser afterwards. Right. I didn't. As soon as, as soon as <laughs> you, you turned it off, fit, I turned it off. I don't blame you. Cause no, it no, wasn't no. like you were missing. You weren't missing anything. I mean, uh, he turned oh. it all political. Listen, and I'll take, I'll take your grandstanding all day long and yeah. all those things. And if you want to stand and you know, you want to, whatever you want to do, right. This is, it's America. You can do and say what you want. But for me, like, as soon as you start getting, like it's not a show anymore. It's like a speech, and you want to take away from the sport. I'm out. Yeah, I'm like, not gonna do it. I don't have room for it. There's, there's like to me, it's like okay, I understand. Whatever, you're a Republican. I understand that. I understand that you support Donald Trump. You're yeah. allowed to support whoever you want. Yeah, and you've been but, to the White House and all those things. Whatever, yeah, like that's but great, thing, fantastic. Me, the difference. Let's talk in, about like, the fight. With the NFL with all the with all the the silent protests and the displays of unity and all things we've seen in pro sports recently and even going back a couple of years, right? Yeah. None of those guys have ever been endorsing like on court an actual person. Political party or anything like that. No, yeah. It's always yeah. been, hey, vote or hey, yeah. this matters. It's never yeah. been like support, insert political candidate or political party. And for yeah. me, that's where like, that's where my line is, right? Like if you want to talk about freedoms, the vote and yeah, yeah. And all those things. Yes, let's do that. That's a that's a better society to do that. But mm. as soon as you want to interject your opinion into that whole deal, I'm out. And maybe I that's know. Like, I, I honestly think that that's part of his now new persona in order to sell himself because he was calling uh, Kamaro Usman what was it fake fake newsman. I'm like, yeah. come on, man, come on. Well, that's why that's why he wears that red hat that gets everyone so fired up. It wouldn't surprise me if we find out that there's. Some I'm fine with that though. Okay, you're gonna come out with the. I yes. understand you're coming out with the red hat fine fine you know disagree. i'm fine I, with all that yeah i don't disagree with any of those things what i disagree with is taking the presser away and like yeah. pulling away yeah. from the performance to talk about something else i just feel like it's garbage like, anyway. like like to talk about november 3rd it's like come on man yeah, yeah. yeah come on man but the, the last the last part i wanted to say there too right because you missed this presser that he had because he ended up calling out lebron james he goes all those woke athletes i'm sick and tired of you especially lebron james i'm like Come on, man. Like, again, it's like, let's just talk about the fight, brother. Let's just talk about the fight. Uh, all right. What did you think of that majority draw? And well, Nico Price Nico I, Price going crazy. <laughs> I thought it was interesting because uh, 
I was watching the fight with my wife and, and she doesn't watch a lot of those things. And so she was interested in like the displays of affection between uh, those two between rounds. Like they were hugging and then slapping hands and all that. And she's like, are they friends? I was like, they've got to know each other or something like that's a weird, <laughs> like the hug before the round is weird. I don't know that I've seen that. I think I had to do a lot with uh, the eye pokes and uh, the yeah, double so eye poke. Yeah, that he and... didn't like that. He wasn't that. Well, those things were intentional, right? Like it, it, he was defending himself, and Cowboys leaning in. His hands were like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just the displays of like respect. Were like, I'm good with the hand slap. I wasn't quite sure how the bro hug was supposed to work before the round. <laughs> but then, and like, admittedly, Cowboy is like. He's probably my favorite fighter as a person. Right. You know what I mean? Like, talent-wise, yeah. he's probably not, but I always root for Cowboy. I love Cowboy. I follow Cowboy and all of his social media stuff. I just think that he's great. Like, I just love his persona. Like, you know, I think he is who he is and all those things. And it was really fun to me for him to be like, yeah, this is cool. This is respectful. And then at the end, like, the guy bro hugs him again, and he's, like, squeezing him on the neck, and, like, Cowboy just has his hands down. Like, he's not even hugging him back. I mean, he was just of like, course not, because it's, like, you're what there going. Doing? Because he's there yeah. going, I, I did enough to win this fight. What are you talking yeah. about, majority well, I mean, even draw? Even before that, even before that, at the, <laughs> at the bell, right, before they even announced the winners, like, go back and watch it. He's, like, hugging him and throwing his hands down and throwing just kind of, like, standoffish. And then they announced, like, it's a majority draw, and, Cowboy's face is like priceless, and then that dude is celebrating. He is going crazy. He wants to hug him again, and he was like, "No, like he just walked off." He was like, "I'm not celebrating a draw." (laughs) Majority draw. Majority draw. Like I heard Cerrone's name for the you know judge one. Yeah. Then the other two was a majority draw, and I'm like, okay, but didn't he get one that gave him the win? So wouldn't he know how you go? I don't know how you get a 28 28 call. I don't. I don't don't know know either. I don't know that that's know. that's ridiculous. I uh, I Man. don't know, but but that's why that's why you don't leave it to the judges, yeah. right? That's why you don't do that because you get yeah, something thought, ridiculous like that. Yeah, and you know, and Cowboys is the guy that uh, is the same right as the older. They're older, you know. Like you wonder about the gas tank. You wonder about those things. Well, he was and, yeah, 30, not the gas tank necessarily, yeah. yeah. But just like the push, right? Yeah. And so the thing is, is uh, the, hold on, hey. What's up? Yeah. So Brad Hi. has five kids, and I, I love it. I love it whenever his kids come on in there and talk to him. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, that was the baby, and uh, <laughs> her. My fault, probably her. Her win is that I'm pretty soft, oh. um, and so she'll ask me for things that she knows her mom will say no to. So that's what that was. Oh, she's so, smart. Right. She knows. She, she's already like the the kid. My kids understand negotiating quite well, and that's the you just path of least resistance. Which ends up being this guy. So, um, you know, but I thought that Cerrone. We've seen the past couple fights kind of cave early, like cave to the pressure, and you saw that was going to be the move. That first forty five seconds that was, was insane. I can't believe that he made it. Mm-hmm. There's no way that guy. I mean, that guy had to have gassed him a little bit, right? And uh, oh yeah, you know, it's well. Like my wife and I were, were making comments about that. These younger fighters that are coming up seems to be like this whole entire blitzkrieg onslaught. Like they come on you so quick in the first. Yeah, and yeah. for the older guy, you have to just hold on, hold on, and slow them down. Like yeah, Alistair Overeem, right? Like they yeah. knew that was the move. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the uh, sorry, I got irritated. I pulled up the thing because I want to give Nico Price his due because I felt like he was really about it. But then I see dumbass Kobe Kobe Cunningham Covington on the phone with President Trump being congratulated. I feel like this is garbage. Anyway, um, John Walker looked good. Uh, Johnny Walker sitting in the middle. <laughs> yeah. He just. And you probably haven't seen this movie. Maybe you have, but that's definitely from the movie Trolls. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have never yeah. seen that movie. I'm glad that you just enriched yeah. my mind with that. Anyway, <laughs> or maybe it's not, but that's exactly what he looked like. So. All I know is, is that he just didn't is want that, to pull that rotator. Uh, I thought that the McKenzie Dern Marcos fight was real good, too. I thought it was high yeah. level. Uh, you know. High level jujitsu. Yeah, man. Yeah. She just came out of smoke checker. That was interesting. I know. And, 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 and the other thing, too, that I, I couldn't believe was that um, Chemaev, the, the, he, that's a Russian yeah. last name, from yeah. Sweden, okay? I was really confused because it's like I'm seeing a Swedish flag. And I'm there going, this guy's not listening to ABBA. This guy's not listening to Ace of Base. This guy's not listening to any of this stuff here. I bet you My is. wife is handing me a white question as well. Um, we'll have dueling. Maybe we'll have two. I don't know. We'll have to see. I've got, yeah. I've got mine. You've got yours, so we can. Yeah, we'll, we'll fit those in. Um, quickly, let's talk about uh, NHL playoffs. Oh, because you know my hockey is not as fluent as yours. Well, yes, that, help, that I, helps a little. It's a, birth, it's a birthright. I get it's a birthright. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But here's my takeaway from the game one of the series and kind of like what we – because Dallas, I felt like, has been a bit of a, a underdog the entire way. Right? Is that fair? No, it's it's absolutely – like, to me, no, nobody was giving Dallas really a fair handshake at this. Only because it's like every time they come into the postseason and they've had some really good teams. Like, you think about some of the talent they have. Uh, Radulov, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan. Um these are all premier players, but the thing is that they never really play to that level that yeah. like they, they come in maybe second round and then a second round exit. Right. So, cause it was goaltending and defense on that locker room. Uh, uh, no, not like the Leafs. No, no, not like the Leafs. No, but you know, so, so here I am. I, I really didn't know what to think about this Dallas Stars team until really they came up against Vegas. I mean, forget about Vegas. They they came up against Colorado, yeah. and they handled their business with Colorado. I mean, to me, Colorado was the favorite going into this there in Vegas, right? Yep. So they take care of Colorado, and then in five games, they take out Vegas Knights, which is a deep roster. Yeah. So And then automatically, the pundits are like, well, you know, Dallas is lucky to get to the finals. It's always good to get to the finals. But Tampa are New York Islanders, so the East is going to take it. Yeah. And game one, and I'm not saying that this is how the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to, like, you know, there's, there's, we have to win four games. Yeah. But that first game was 4-1. And Hudobin, who I really did not know a lot about, all of a sudden is being touted because, like, I kept on hearing the pundits saying, you, you know, no matter what, in each series, your goaltender is going to have to steal a game or two for you. Because sometimes yeah. the team is not yeah. coming out there and scoring. You need hot goaltending. You need it. And 
And that's what it appears to me, right? Just from my oversight view, you've got this guy who's been a career journeyman, right? Mm -hmm. Like the third goaltender in most places he's been, which for me equates to like the third quarterback on an NFL team. Like that guy's not wearing a cup. He's probably wearing regular shoes. You know, he's not going to even like start warming up until the backup guy gets hurt. Like then he might go tie his shoes. Like that's who that guy has been his entire career, right? And now he's hot. And you feel like, at least to me, it's like he's struck gold. And even if this is like his only run, right, it's an amazing run. But having a hot, white hot goaltender, right, I mean, just Mm. so hot you just can't even fathom to touch him is like the ace card. Because right now we're talking about a playoff series with no travel, no Mm. home ice advantage. Mm. And the biggest trump card of all is having a, the goaltender playing lights out, and that's what Dallas has. And I think, I think that maybe that's enough to get him through. Man, so here's the thing. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, on the other side, Tampa Bay has a great goaltender as well, Andre Vasilevsky, probably one of the best goaltenders, top ten, top five right now in uh, in the NHL. You know what this is? What's that? That's how many goals he gave up in game one. <laughs> Four goals. You're absolutely correct. I'm not well, even, that, you know, that was not. That's not two one game. I know that not was no game. That was. I mean, and that's the thing, right? Is is that was that was a decisive win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vasilevsky was not hot. Uh, Tampa Bay. So Steve Stamkos still not dressed. Probably won't dress for the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Uh, Braden points all gimpled up. Uh, Cervelli there is all gimpled up. So gimpled up is that being hurt? Yeah, yeah, they're all hobbling and everything, you know. So, <laughs> not. I'm not trying to make excuses because I'm sure that Dallas also has injuries yeah, as well. Listen, it's not like, like you, you know. wonder. You wonder about the layoff, right? With Tampa being idle for so long, uh-huh. and before the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Tampa had a bit of a gap there, didn't they? Am I remember that correctly? No, you're remembering that very correctly. Yeah, because New York and uh, and. Uh, New York Islanders and uh, really? Philadelphia. Man, they, how, is they had to go the, how is it that I know this? Man, you should be so proud of me. I'm making moves. I am, buddy. I, I'm glad. You're, correct, you're of, correcting me there. It's beautiful. Coming out I, of this I've, pandemic, hot on hockey. Uh, I've, I've, it's the silver lining. I've reached my goal. Taught another American about <laughs> hockey. It's awesome. Anyways. But yes, so like having a gap, right? And then... You know, we we talked about how maybe there was an advantage for them going into the Eastern Conference Finals because they get some guys healthy and all those things. And I think we saw some of that to be true. Mm-hmm. But now we roll into the finals and it feels like, you know, maybe it's game one. It's it's an overreaction to say that the series is over. Like, no, you can't. You can't but, just all of a sudden coronate Dallas as the champions yet. No, no. that's why we play seven games, right? So that's the best before. Like, that's, that's the right. truest test of all these things. Like, as much as I love, uh football you know and all those things like it's you know i hate i guess some sports need to have one game because i hated like the back in the home and away series in soccer was like oh well first off soccer for crying out loud this this whole entire aggregate thing i'm like come on man you play two games and it depends on how many goals you get and then that's the way it is it could be a one one yeah Yeah. who cares and where yeah To me, it's like ridiculousness. It's whatever. So they've done away with that. Yeah. So we're happy now. Well, of course. But in Europe, I'm still certain that it's still by aggregate in order to move Yeah, I'm sure it is too. I don't care about that. Like whatever. (laughs) 
I hate aggregate. It's like, come on, man. It's dumb. It's it is because right now, what, uh, what Dallas? You're just gonna go by that four one, and the rest of them are two ones. Oh, Dallas still wins the cup. It's like, yeah. what? Come so, on, man. So silly because the weight of the goal on the home ice is or away ice is more important. And sorry, you're. I know that there's some Europeans listening, and I'm sorry. Uh, not that I don't respect your game, but I don't respect your game. I don't know. I, listen, I respect your game. That rule is dumb. <laughs> Let's do away with it. Okay, I. No, I still don't respect their game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. I'm we're, sorry. All, we're all tied to our opinions. That's 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 what makes the world so great. Uh, whatever it makes the world so great. All right, uh, moving on. I want to talk just quickly about. I feel like, you know, and we we're both really high in this Denver Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a great feeling about the Lakers matchup going into it, and now seeing how pissed off LeBron is about the MVP voting, which is probably voted correctly, but he's just taken as a chip on his shoulder. Like they're going to destroy Denver. Like it's, I feel like it's a foregone conclusion. It's one game. I mean, it's the same thing as the Clippers when they came out and they spanked Denver. The thing is, that yeah, Denver, I think they're going to. I just, I think they're just going to do it. I think. I think Rondo. I think so. Bullroom, I don't. Man, I, I think. I think that playing all the elimination games that Denver has played takes a toll and it catches up to you. Absolutely. I think it's a good story. I think I just think like the stars are aligning for the Lakers to kind of cruise through to the finals. I think I know who was saying that. That was you. That was you talking about that on Thursday about the last time the Lakers won was in Orlando and where are they, Orlando? So I mean the ghost of Kobe. Well, they beat Houston, right? They beat Denver in the Western Conference Finals, and they won. But beating Houston, whatever, beating Houston. I just mean like that it's history repeating itself. So I'm saying I'm not saying they're gonna win the championship. I just think that they make it to the finals. I think they have an easier path to the finals than say Miami or Boston does. I think that Miami Boston series is very interesting. Well, I, I want to move on. I want to coming back. Right? Yeah, yeah. I want to move on to Miami, Boston, in one moment. Here, I still want to just talk about this Denver, LA, because to me, it's like okay, so game one, yeah, they they came out. Now, if game two is the same thing, okay, I might have to sit there and go with you, Brad. I think you're right. But if 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 Denver bounces back, it's going to be a long series again. Yeah. Uh, does this work out the Denver's favor? Of course not. I mean, you know, you're playing extra amount of games and then you want to go into the uh, NBA finals. Uh, but it was impressive to see the Lakers do what the Lakers are doing. Right. So um, the thing well, is, is that been waiting for them to turn it on. And I think that we're seeing them start to turn it on. Well, it's, it's also again, again, one game. It's one game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But you are playing against arguably right now the best player in all of basketball uh, with LeBron James. So, yeah, yeah, he's getting older, but it is LeBron James. And we can say he's getting older, right? When we're year, what, 18, 17? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of of games, man, from 18 to. to But still, if you are going to take, if if you're setting up a team, right, and you have to draft five guys. Yeah. Right. And you have to go, let's just say it's a team of it's four teams for a playoff series or for you know like a tournament and each player, you know, get five, whatever. Right. Like it's, mm. it's five on five. You only need to, whatever LeBron James goes. I think you have to take him at least top two. Oh yeah. Not if you're starting a team, if you're starting a team, you're going a different route, right? Because he's longer than not right now to go play a game right now. You line up all the NBA players, and you have mm-hmm. to win today. Mm-hmm. Who's your first? Who's the first player you're taking? 
who's the first player I'm taking? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm I'm still taking LeBron James if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Second player then would be Kawhi I mean, Leonard. I mean, flip. it's a coin flip between LeBron yeah. and KD, right? Oh well, KD is still injured, but yeah, yeah. If I you mean, have a healthy a, KD, yeah, I agree with yeah, you. That's in number a, two. In a healthy world, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like you you got all the guys there. Yeah, you know, like yeah. If you have a healthy Kevin Durant, absolutely, you're putting him on there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I feel like it's a coin flip between who, him and Kawhi. No, him and LeBron. I feel like oh. if KD's healthy and you, yeah, you yeah. have to win right now. Like, say, like, you're yeah. like, all right, we're, we're standing on, like, we're at the gym and the top 20 basketball players in the NBA are all standing on the court, mm-hmm. right? And you've got it. You're going to draft, like, you're, you know, it's me and you picking teams. Mm-hmm. I'm picking LeBron, probably. Yeah. I'm tempted by KD, but I'm biased because I love, I just love Kevin Durant too much. But. I know. I, I'm just wondering what's going to happen with Kevin Durant coming back from this injury because usually when you come back from an injury like that, one leg is going to have to start working harder than the other. Wow. It's a good chance that you could start injuring the other one then at that point. So I don't disagree with you there. My counterpoint is is that he was – it's likely he could have played in Orlando hmm. because they would have cleared him. Right. I watch him a lot. And I see the film that he puts out. He's doing it. I saw him come back in the finals and was killing it. Right. Until this Achilles thing. Right. And so uh, I don't worry about KD because KD puts that work in. Oh, yeah. By the time the season kicks off next year, I don't, I don't know that we will tell. In fact, I would be a little bit nervous if I was the rest of the league that he had a year to figure it out because it's interesting yeah yeah absolutely i mean brooklyn but again completely biased i'm completely yeah, biased. yeah. i mean is i feel the same way about Kawhi leonard but although man like like we were talking about the clippers there on thursday i mean there's a lot of problems on that team a lot of problems and i don't think they're gonna be able to fix it you know what's interesting about the clippers huh. and it's a it's a thing that's always kind of been there, there's something about the Clippers that they have chemistry problems. That's what's always held them back. And I don't know if it's a Doc Rivers thing, because I don't feel like they had those chemistry problems in Boston. But definitely there, you know, they've had some issues. Yeah. Because you can argue that DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul team, that era, you know, that team was good. They should have won a championship. Are you talking about what's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear that. And they couldn't get it. No, it's just something about that team. You're, you're absolutely correct. I, I remember they had Blake Griffin, they had Chris Paul. They, it was a good team and they just weren't able to put it together. And I remember that Doc Rivers, when he started coaching them, it it just never came into fruition for them. But I mean, whatever it's, it's done. I don't even know why we're talking about the Clippers again. Still, uh, they're gone. It's the same thing. I'm not talking about the Raptors right now either. Whatever, they're one and done right now. So, yeah, whatever. You know, breaks my heart. Whatever, indeed. Okay, so Celtics Heat. Celtics Heat. All right. So Jimmy Butler. What did he get injured yesterday? What happened there? It's like something. Something happened, yeah. and that something equated to a Miami Heat loss. Yeah, I mean Boston's a they've real team. They've got enough games or time off between now and then. They're playing until Wednesday. 
which yeah. is weird, right? It feels that feels like a long gap. That is a, a long gap. That is a long gap. What are they going to play? There. Ping pong? Ping pong the whole entire time there? Let's Ride some, some ping rides. Pong. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, play some golf. Maybe some video game playing. I don't know. Yeah. Be like Daniel House and try to sneak in one of the COVID testing girls to your room or something. <laughs> All I know is I'd be going nuts waiting for game time. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be going nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we heard that from Jalen Brown yesterday, too. We'll see how they carry it out. I thought that, uh, you know, even though that like, Gordon Haywood didn't have like a direct impact on court. I mean, he had a good he had a good game, but not like a like a series changing game. But is his presence right really allowed those other guys? I feel like to open up and and hit their marks. So that was right. maybe that's the turning point for the Celtics to get through. I don't know. I still think I still am drinking the Miami Kool Aid. I just man, I'm, I love Duncan Robinson more and more. I watch him. Uh, you know, Tyler's been fun for me to watch since Kentucky. And so, and then, you know, I love Jimmy Buckets, the oh, alleged oh. son of Michael Jordan. And so <laughs> you put those guys together, you just love it, man. And like, I've always loved you, Donis Haslam, right? Going back to when he played at Miami, like watched him in the tournament. You know what I mean? So like, so, I'm always going to pull for those guys. Ever since I made that promo and I show it to people, because I have that split picture yeah, yeah. And, and everything. And then dudes are just looking at it going, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like... Are you buying into this stuff? I bet you buy into the flat earth stuff too. I bet you buy into that stuff. Like Kyrie. Right? Okay. <laughs> Kyrie, that's right. I got involved in these rabbit holes, man. I just don't understand. Yeah, no. <laughs> Went deeper and deeper. I just know that the move uh, for Jimmy Butler is that the story was always that his mom had been associated with somebody in Chicago. And I guess the stuff is all lines up. Maybe it's not true. It probably, it probably isn't true, but uh, you know. Gives me something to think about and worry about. And so, I like, hold on just one second. Yeah, yeah, the baby, yeah. The baby's here again. I love it. I love it. Coco, what's up, girl? You're cold? Get a blanket. Or we can go in the hot tub later, okay? But I got to finish. Ooh, hot tub time. Okay. That's that's the level of spoiledness that we have in my house. Wow. Hey, I'll be out in a little bit, all right? Love you. And hot tub time. Hot tub. I mean, you know what I did for the first time the other morning that I haven't done in the years that I've had a hot tub and I feel dumb about this. I'm usually in my hot tub, uh, I don't know, four mornings a week. You know, I'll work out, I get home, everyone's still asleep, so I'll just sneak out and jump in the hot tub for 15, 20 minutes. And on Thursday, I think, yeah, Thursday uh-huh. or Friday, one of the, I don't know, the days all run together. Um, I got a cup of coffee, my first cup of coffee, and uh-huh. then I got on the hot tub with my cup of coffee, and I had my uh-huh. the love of the first cup of coffee. You know how beautiful that moment is. Oh yeah. Oh no, I know. I had that in a hot tub. It was like devil relaxation. It's like I can't believe. Did it you fall asleep? No, but I left, I got out feeling so just joyous and like ready to take on the day. That lasted about twenty seven minutes, but oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it's a good way to start the day. That is a good way to start the day. Oh. I, I start the day with a nice warm cup of coffee and then I go and uh just try to just try to make it through like a nice hot shower, you know. I don't have a hot tub, not yet. Well, eventually. Get one. Get well one. It, it gets cold here too in uh Halifax. That's why you like, should have one. You should uh, have a maybe, tub. yeah, yeah. We have a we have a right now it's still a cat three, uh Hurricane Teddy. Uh yeah. it might be down to a tropical storm by the time it hits us on Tuesday. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. But yeah. 
Yeah, we're all embracing that. That's like getting our storm chips. I don't even know if you know about storm chips. Have you ever heard about storm chips? No, explain it to me. No? Okay. So last year we had a major hurricane come through here. Uh, it was it was major. Like it was a crane that went through a whole bunch of apartment buildings here in yes. Halifax. Okay. So it was it was major. It was kind of embarrassing because the Navy wanted to go and do the cleanup. But apparently because we didn't get the experience of how to run a chainsaw in the military and the army does, they sent the army to go do the cleanup. And of course, all of us naval guys are all there going like we all have chainsaws at home because we live in rural Nova Scotia, some of us, you know. So um, regardless, in order to get prepared, everybody went out and bought uh, butane tanks, generators and chips. (laughs) So... They ended up making this thing called storm chips, chips. storm chips. chips, potato chips, potato chips. Yeah, because I get confused because so, sometimes you guys call chips like the no, French fries. We're not British. We're not British. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, well, actually, British call them crisps. They they really have a – yeah, yeah, because chips are French fries, crisps are chips. It's like what? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. The British are crazy. Anyway, so, so, so storm chips, <laughs> all right, storm chips. And then there's this one – company i'm giving you some free advertising here covered bridge out in new brunswick um they actually marketed to that they called it hey buy your buy your storm chips it's just like a whole mix of why mix of chips why chips i'm so confused why chips because we're here in halifax and we don't care yeah it is absolutely i mean if you if you're gonna come back run out of power do they keep you warm and not at all it's comfort food man it's comfort food you know it's like i mean it is right like it is it's comfort food listen a fresh bag of ruffles (laughs) with some good dip you know it's like a whole bunch of way man listen here eh yeah, I, I got, got my storm cheese, cheese, this cheddar cheese, bacon dip stuff, and I get just a regular, you know, <laughs> like a good so, ranch dip or something. Anyway, sorry, we're gonna get off. No, track. no, no. So like in Quebec, like let, let me let me let me take you over to Quebec. So Quebec is like you know like okay, so BC is like the healthiest province in all of Canada, right? Because like you know you have weather great all year round. Go cycling. Everybody's like you know wearing yoga pants. It's all good. When you get over to like the east now, so you get over to Quebec, and so you just see the health just starting to decline. Quebec is like smokes and beer, smokes and beer, because it's cheap. Uh, also, they still cook with real fat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, diet, the diet's not; they're frying everything, which is like that's my love language, right? Fried food, but still, like <laughs> the Quebecer, they love it. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love it, man. They love it, dude. And dude. they'll live a long time. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe, Maybe like, that is the secret. What if the you secret know? was like it is like lard, fat, fried food, <laughs> and the cigarettes like coat your lungs so it can't get in there. <laughs> you just can't feel it. Like, yeah, stupid, and the beer breaks idiot. it all down. And you're like, listen, a healthy diet is four beers a day, three cigarettes, <laughs> and all the fried food you can eat. <laughs> that's it. You'll I'd go, I would, man, if that was the, I would do, I would move there if that was the thing. If they're like, hey, like, you'll live to 90, you'll be happy. But, you, but you'd be pissed off all the time. <laughs> you'll yeah. be pissed off all the time. Well, do you mean we don't have our own country? Maybe I could be okay. What do you mean we don't have our own country? Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, man, I tell you well, what, listen, I spent I, some time uh, in Canada at some point in my single life and like the one thing i can never get past 
it's probably becomes the deal breaker for me ever living in Canada is I missed ESPN and American sports so bad. I, just, I can't do TSN. I just can't do it. Really? Cause I felt the exact same way when I went into Washington and it's like, I'm just looking at ESPN and I love football. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't see anything about the Leafs or hockey, man. There's no TSN yeah. thing. Okay. And I'm just like, I know. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like I, I, I just want to see. If, some I can hockey. Push, if I can just push for a unified global sports network. Uh-huh. That we could all agree on because yeah, there's enough yeah. content. Like we could do it. Listen, I'll watch sure. the same Sports Center over and over again. Like they could make a two-hour one and include hockey and all the world sports. Like that's easy, right? More on to something. We should do that, and then we could just live wherever we want to and not worry about it. Because right now, the thing that keeps me here is ESPN. So yeah, I mean, well, I, I, look- I I I personally like the the football breakdown you get down in the states because they get really down and into it, and especially college. Oh, by the way, it's Big Ten's back, right? So. That's why I'm wearing the Ohio. What a reversal! What a reversal! Uh, and the, the Pac-12 is going to vote on Thursday, and it yeah. sounds like they've got enough support. That's because uh, I mean, you're looking at all these sports. It. All these sports are going. Well, what do you mean? Well, they are. They are. There is a bit of so the NCAA. I feel like is the most corrupt organization in the world. Absolutely. And there's a bit of a dance to do with. We're not going to allow students to be on campus to learn, but you can definitely come play sports and make us some money. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's hilarious, Brad. You know what? That's 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 very true. Because you know, I was thinking about that too. It's like, oh, we might have to, you know, shut down things or certain services that we have at the school. Let's get the sports back on track. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pay these salaries off of uh, Rebecca's good AST for ACT scores. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show you it doesn't matter. I mean, you know what? You can, you can be successful, go to school, do all these things, but sports runs the world. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. People need sports, they do. Yeah. Yeah, just the way I don't disagree. I think I, I think that they should just pay the athletes. I just think that's easy. Why not? Why not? You're, or let you're them making... make their own money. Like, stop having these dumbass rules where you can't have endorsements. As it, like, if you're the best college football player, the fact that you can't have endorsements is silly. And yep. don't give me the jealousy argument because that doesn't play anywhere. That, that doesn't play anywhere for me. All that is to me is is literally um, a form of slavery because it's like I'm going to make yes. money off your they name. They want to control it. They're like, hey, remember, like, I don't know why I feel like maybe it's because I'm focused on tonight's game. But, like, Cam Newton was transcending football at one year at Auburn, right? Right. right. You tell me he couldn't have made a couple hundred thousand dollars that didn't come from Auburn. But that was – because I think he got paid by Auburn. I think they all pay them. Anyway. But the marketing I got money, no problem with that. The marketing money that Auburn University made off Cam Newton should have went to Cam Newton. And yeah. that's the move. It's not jealousy. It's not, oh, you know, little Tommy's the third string walk-on, and he's not. He's going to be jealous because he doesn't have the same opportunities. So what? Grow up. This is like that's the life. Here's the thing. You know I mean? is that you're, you're, you're going into college. And you, you're still you're still running you're still running yourself into a risk of maybe getting injured and never hitting the big show never hitting nfl or anything like that so why not make a little money while you're there i got no problem with it it's absolutely ridiculous it is like page slave. well not not even page slave. it's like slavery a form yeah. of it 
that you're making money oh, yeah. off of these and people without the, using like, anything. It's the same argument, right? It's like, well, well, they get you know room and board and a free education. Oh, for crying cool. out loud! You know what else happened is when they were, you know, had these. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into it, but you know, they also had housing and food for slaves. Listen, listen. I, I'm I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, this is something that I actually know. Okay, so um, a few years back. Going on about two, uh, I was in Saint Jean as a basic training instructor. Whoa, hold on, that was way that was way too fast for French. What you were where? <laughs> I was in Saint Jean Richelieu, Quebec, and uh, that's where the Canadian. Imagine if you had to write that on an envelope all the time whenever you oh, wrote a mail. I, I did, I I did. It's like wow. <laughs> I think we get some abbreviations like you still. They they do S J S R. But anyways, I'm there and I'm instructing basic training. And we had one recruit come in. And this guy used to play um, hockey for Notre Dame. Right? Mm-hmm. And he got injured. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like they took everything away. He got to keep the gold helmet, is what he was telling me. Yeah. And uh, everything else went away. And he ended up joining the military going through Listen, growing and, and up it's on like a military base i can tell you like i like i live in a town where you know there's a navy base and it always has been a navy base and since i've been 13 years old i've been on that base at the gymnasium playing basketball and working out and whatever other things i can't tell you the amount of guys that i've met who are very athletic right we played like they let us play in those leagues for a long time so we'd play baseball we'd play you know flag football and basketball and you find these guys that are otherworldly talented, you know, and just like you start talking to them and they've all got the same story. Hey, I went to this power five conference school to play whatever sport it is. I got hurt and I had like, I didn't have a fallback plan. Like the university, I couldn't play competitively anymore. And so I was discarded for lack of a better term. And like my option was to join the service. And I know like so many of those stories to know that like that's just a prevalent thing. Like if, if me being in this small little town in the Pacific Northwest knows that story, that mm-hmm. has to be a, like that story has to be everywhere because oh yeah, there's no way that we have the corner market for like they're like oh all the D1 athletes that get hurt they have to go to NES would be you know what I mean like that's yeah uh, yeah so. yeah I hear you buddy I hear you and it's and that's why I'm saying it's like slavery and it's yeah. it's not right. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to change some of these things yeah. coming up in the future. NCAA, uh, get your shit together. Hey, you got a wife question of the week there. I do. Uh, are we going to do this before we talk about the wonderful wide world of NFL? Let's get let's 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 get these out of the way. Now let's get right into the NFL because we got to talk some NFL for sure, for sure. There's a lot of words on this. All right, I'm just going to read right. it. All right. <clears throat> When you're watching sports, what do you like to eat and does it change with the sport? Also, how do you pronounce badminton? <laughs> well, you don't pronounce it like that. You're not wearing a badminton. It's badminton. There's a G in there. There's, there's not. Look, listen, I'm going to show you. It's a silent G. It's a, there's not even, even how she spelled it, there's not a G in it. Like, there's no. <laughs> it's because you guys, you guys got to her. You guys got to her over there. You've you <laughs> you transformed Nikki. If, if you can show me a score sheet that says badminton on it, it is badminton. It's not bad. It's not. Yes. It's not. Oh, for crying out loud! 
Oh. So yeah, I think you call it a shuttlecock or a birdie. Oh, we call it a birdie. Yeah. You're well, proper. some some people do call it a shuttlecock, though. Yeah. But well, in high school, I took a, I took a I took a class called racket sports, you know, because I was the jock yeah. and I I took a PE class like every semester. I took racket sports, uh-huh. and like we would just all be giggling like little kids, like during the badminton part, because they were like, "Oh, and so you hit the shuttlecock across the shuttlecock." The teacher's like, "It's a birdie, okay? We're gonna call it a birdie." <laughs> I think I think food does changes depending on the sport that you're doing. Yeah. It's interesting. Seven layer dip, football. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They even make that for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey. Poutine. Hmm. Sounds fair. <laughs> All right, I got one here. I got one here. Wings are universal though, right? Can we agree on that? That wings are universal? A wings, are, I think, go across any any sport. You're you're never gonna go wrong. Wings and nachos. Yeah, yeah. We make Super Bowl nachos every year, and that's like a thing. But like, I'll eat nachos at any point. I mean, it's just... absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Mine. Why don't they have handsome male card holders wearing speedos for the women's UFC fights? <laughs> it's a fair question. <laughs> Why well, don't they? <laughs> well, dear Joanne. Uh, how do we say this politically correctly most of the viewership is male and we don't want to see it that's how come so get online get a petition going but Uncle Dana knows his audience and he knows that we're tearing that shit off with a nasty old speedo is that you have something I don't get the fascination with speedos I mean I I get it but like I feel like it's the worst thing to put on any man. <laughs> it's a pair of speedos. Any man. Yeah, it's not good. Because well, something... say, there's probably like less than 1% that are fine with it, but it's never a good public look. No, you're walking around and you know what? All your junk might not fit in there. And then all of a sudden something's hanging out there. And then all of a sudden yeah. somebody's there pointing at Listen, it. Listen, and, 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 and it's, yes. And the, like, there's a fear <laughs> associated with that because no one, that doesn't go well, right? There's too many creepy dudes in the world. Because even if you had like a mouth, like a wardrobe malfunction, and like one of your boys snuck out the side, like what no do you mean too many creepy dudes? You would just be the creepy guy. <laughs> yeah, but some of these guys they don't care. They don't care that the creepy guy because it's like oh my god. Yeah, but that ruins it for the rest of us, right? I like, know. You're a woman, and you get out of the pool, and like your top comes down a little bit. Like no one cares because it's a titty, and we're all happy. Like we're we're great. If you get out of the pool, and like one of your boys is hanging out, then everyone's like, oh, that guy's trying to show us his nuts. You like, know, no, like it was an accident. So, <laughs> or was it? It was, but that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> there's a creepy dude that's walking around. I'm trying to show my junk to everybody. It feels like a terrible yeah. idea. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> nobody. You put like the best selling calendars of the world that have to do with male models versus female models, and I bet it's a landslide. Well, for females, yeah, yeah. Like, how many guys do you know that have uh, a calendar of girls with swimsuits like in their garage? Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? I mean, like, we have to ask a proper amount of people, though, because I mean, you know, there's uh, the LBTGQ community, and who knows what they're sure. putting up there. So, I mean, my argument is not any of those things. My argument is simply this: Yeah, the male body is not as attractive by a long shot as the female body. Well, I think that. Regardless of how you feel about it. 
I mean, we both I, like we're both guys that are watch yeah. pro sports and like we lift weights and we enjoy those things. All Schwarzenegger guy, right? We can talk all Schwarzenegger like we've dissected. Like he's got a great set of pecs. His shoulders are impeccable, right? He's just like an Adonis, right? Yeah. I don't want to see him on a poster in my room and just a speedo. <laughs> okay, that's. Yeah, you keep Arnold Schwarzenegger in the muscle bag, right? And just read his article. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have him hanging up yet. Like, you hope he has shorts on, right? Where you can like kind of see some of Steve and not all of it because it's not attractive. It's not attractive. Yeah. So, Joe, I'll say this. I'll say this. I feel like a compromise would be is if you could get like a young, like a, you know, a guy of similar age as the ring car girls who was in good shape. And he could be wearing like a pair of running shorts and no shirt and carry a ring card. And I'm all for it. Walk I'm around. In it. Yeah. I can't go. I like, just don't can't. put the speedo on. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Come on, man. Cause there is chances for that wardrobe mal- malfunction and no, you can't unsee that. You can't unsee that. <laughs> I mean, I know that there's a delay. Nobody's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. But like nobody, yeah. This doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't I? I oh, Joe Wayne. <laughs> Joe, I, I love, love you. I, just, I do. I love her. I love her. She's. I want to give you what you want. I just can't. I can't get on board with this beat up. No, you know. But, you know, hey. That's the way it is. Maybe it's just the, the gallery over here is telling me the conversation is going south. So the conversation is going south. <laughs> All right. Let's get us some football here. It's a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. What a glorious Sunday, right? I mean, I think even like yesterday, you know, I didn't get to see uh, any games. I was a bit tied up uh, helping somebody out. But, uh, you know, it was good to see Miami. It looks like they had a resurgence. This college mm-hmm. football is kind of coming into form. Big Ten mm-hmm. starts back up. Hopefully Pac-12 starts back up. We're going to get back mm-hmm. into like as the fall comes and we all – the weather turns and we're all forced back inside again. Um, you know, that's a nice release to have is more – sports right so Absolutely. hopefully that keeps going uh today though week two of our favorite league right the nfl the almighty nfl mm-hmm. um i'm looking at the schedule i feel like it's a bit underwhelming from a matchup perspective i will watch all of the games and so i'm not being a homer when i say my most look forward to game tonight uh, is tonight's game it's the seattle New England seattle game. patriots to me that appears to be the best matchup i mean we look at there's some other ones right like you know detroit green bay has potential to be something just because of the history there. Yep. Um, Atlanta, Dallas might be something. It just depends on, you know, who decides they want to show up. Uh, It's interesting to me, all these soft tissue injuries that we're starting to see, you know, like that might be preseason. Yep. That's the downside of no preseason, right? And no real reps. Um, You know, as I look through the rest, Jacksonville, Tennessee feels like a walk for Tennessee. Minnesota Indy might be interesting. It just feels like uh, it's two quarterbacks that you don't like wouldn't select. Yeah, that's an interesting That might win. It's an interesting game, right? I'll watch it in the early window for sure. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, I'm going to go turn on red zone about 45 minutes and see my boy Scott Hansen, you know, looking all dapper in his suit, and he's going to show me all of the best plays. (laughs) I can't even watch a regular game anymore because I'm too spoiled. I I feel Bill's Dolphins is just going to be like, Bill's touchdown. Bills touchdown. Bills yeah. touchdown. You know, I really feel that's gonna be on. That's a boat race, right? I mean, yeah. that's from the get go. 
San Francisco, San Francisco and the Jets feels like an iffy game. Uh, Rams Eagles would be interesting, I think. Right, that's an interesting game to watch. That is an interesting game because Philadelphia has to do something this week after last week's performance there. Yeah, Carson Wentz got to do something. Yeah, and the Rams, you know, the Rams got to still kind of show who they are. I mean, I, I just think it's a good matchup. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Rams, you need games in the NFC West. You need games because the Seattle Seahawks are not going to, they're, they're going to keep that yeah. pedal to the metal. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to me to see how uh, the coaching staff approaches tonight, right? Because in week one against Atlanta, they came out and just let Russell throw in the first half, which is, if you pay attention to Seattle football, opposite of what their philosophy has always been. Yeah. And they were rewarded, you know, with what Russell Wilson can do. And so I'm interested to see how, if the philosophy has changed, which hopefully it has, right? We've been clamoring for this since year two or three of Russell Wilson. Hey, let him play, like let him throw, let him do his thing. Let Russell be the quarterback, you know, and Pete Carroll's been like, wow, run first, run first, run first, and then play catch up in the back end. And then now you feel like the talent maybe has shifted a little bit, right? Where like your receiving core for once is maybe a strength over your running back room. Not not to take away from Chris Carson because Chris Carson is still like, uh, so Seahawks fan since I've been born, right? And here's my list of running backs: it's Marshawn, uh-huh. then it's Kurt Warner, uh-huh. and it's probably Chris Carson above Sean Alexander because as good as Sean Alexander was, Sean Alexander was so. Wow, that's interesting that you put uh, two guys that are pretty recent above Sean Alexander. I mean, Marshawn Lynch, I would understand. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I love that Chris Carson doesn't look for contact. And when I think about Sean Alexander and as great as he was, mm-hmm. he also played behind a great offensive line, right? You're talking about mm-hmm. two Hall of Famers on the left side in Steve Hutchison and Walter Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. Max Strong, one of the greatest fullbacks to play, leading the way. Hasselbeck's his quarterback. You know what I mean? Like he had some weapons around him that allowed him to run, right? What I will always remember that cements it for me for Sean Alexander is a playoff game. We needed a third down. He flares out, uh-huh. you know, and Hasselbeck outlets to him. We need three yards. He's getting closed in on by the safety, and Sean bats the ball down with one hand because he didn't want to no. get hit. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. No, I, I see why you're picking that there. I mean, yeah. No. Where, where Marshawn Lynch is that guy who I think in a few years might be in a walker just because of the way he played the game, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But then back- you look at what he did last year, right? He comes in last year, no preseason, didn't play for 15 games. No. He comes in and just hangs it to people. Hangs like, it to people in short yardage situations. He and be built that way. He, yeah. He yeah. be built like that. Short yardage situations and and just a just a great guy to have in the locker room, right? Yeah, just a great guy. Well, and that's what they say about him too. Is like he was always behind the scenes taking care of his body. Mm. Like he was that guy, right? Like he was mm-hmm. into all the you know. I just stretching was a thing. Yeah, I just I just get I get worried for him, right? Because it's like a you see a few of these running backs. I mean, the running backs career historically is like 11 years usually i mean like a premier running back right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. by the time yeah, they the hit that seventh or eight year it's like it's two and a half years yeah oh i completely yeah 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 i'm talking about elite, a premier yeah i'm talking about like obviously not your run of the mill i'm talking about a premier guy well, you look at like marion barber for the uh dallas cowboys right like he was right. that guy 
for two years and then would yeah. have showed himself. That's right. Because I mean, it's such a it's such a demanding position to play running back. Because the thing is, I mean, look at look at look, look at Barry Sanders, who really, I mean, really, when you look at Barry Sanders, revolutionized that whole entire way to play it because he really didn't have an offensive line and still managed to get all those yards. And so he managed to play it and he probably could have played longer. He just decided I want to go play longer. Yeah. So to me, I mean, you know, power to you, you're going to go out, but then you have a look at, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Played for uh, Houston, uh, Houston Oilers. Uh, Oh my gosh. This is back in the eighties. Earl Campbell. Yes. Earl Campbell. And it's just sad because when you see him coming out of the field now to do anything, it's like usually, I mean, he's yeah. on a cane or something like that, but you can walk yeah, around with a It's going to be interesting to me to watch how this generation of players ages in the fact of how they approached care of their bodies uh, post-game, post-practice, oh, yeah. those things, even in the last like five to ten years, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, and that's that's every professional. Then you see, sport. like Ladainian Thompson, you're like, man, like Ladainian looks like he used to apply a little bit. Greatest, greatest inauguration speech into the any sort of Hall of Fame ever was yeah. LT speech. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable! If you never had a chance to hear it, listen to it. It's so fitting for the time right now. Uh, YouTube, he's, he's he's just that guy, and the, and I think like just bringing him up, I think LT, you could make. Uh, a case is maybe one of the best running backs ever, if not the yeah. best. When you talk about yeah. full everybody, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we put these other guys on these platforms and we, and we should for who they are and were, but man. Yeah. Mr. Tomlinson. Yeah. Year in, year out. Yeah. Unbelievable. Might be and, for me. and that's the thing is that like, I think in every professional sport, like when I keep thinking about hockey 20 years ago, and yeah. beer was the big thing, right? Like beer all over the place. And they were smoking packs of smokes. And, yeah. uh, you know, they still go out there and play. They help a buddy move, go out there and play. Well, that was and the now, thing we saw uh, in the last dance documentary that came out. That was so big a couple months ago, right? Is yeah. you've got, um, you know, Dennis Robbins standing outside drinking Coors Light and jumping on a Harley Davidson with no helmet and taking off. Yeah. You know, all the beer in the that, locker room. That would not happen now. That would oh, not fly now. Beers, guys are smoking, getting taped up. I'm like, man, these guys are like. They're doing whatever the heck they wanted. That would not fly up. now. That no, would not well, maybe fly now. They just keep a lock on it, but who knows? But No, uh, no. There's no way that you'd have uh, Kenny the Snake Stabler running around as your quarterback right now. He'd be getting fined. He'd be getting everything like that. There's no Joe Bros, way. Joe Bros isn't sneaking out in the locker room. No, there's no way, way, man. There's no way. No way. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how those guys age out. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I, Denver-Pittsburgh is an okay matchup. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay has a really good shot to get on course and get on schedule facing a Carolina team that's kind of learning the ropes, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, I'm, I'm going to watch that game relatively closely just to see if the vaunted Tampa Bay offense can get on track. Uh, that'll be a big deal. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you got the Washington football team, which I think is the <laughs> laughing stock of the league because they can't get their name. Are they, though? Because they're going From a name standpoint, like, I yeah, just think yeah. I agree. I agree with this. Hold on one second. What? Toby. I see you over there. Oh, you're so silly. You want to come say hi? Yeah. Hey, come here real quick. Come on, hurry. 
We're almost done, but look, you can say hi. 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 Okay. Look, you're busy. Always busy. Always yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. How old are you? Four or five or twenty? Don't know how old you are. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You just turned four. <laughs> See ya. Uh, I love, I love it. it. Yeah, she's the best. Uh, she is the best. Uh, if, if, I guess for first time people that don't know us, uh, I had a vasectomy after our fourth child, and uh, and two Can years I later, yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, and then two years later, uh, we got that one, and that's been the greatest gift uh, for us. And so, uh, a lot of things go into that. It was an interesting time to be alive, for sure, because I think I felt like I was playing with house money. Uh, the bullets were out of the gun; you could point anywhere, and uh, you know, just having a good time. And and that happened, and uh, couldn't be happier for you know how that's turned out. So. I gotta uh, say this, Brad, because I was yeah. calling you Wolverine for the longest time after yes. that there, because somehow you regenerated yeah. down there. That's you regenerated. You know, uh, I don't know that I've told you this story. Uh, the job I have now, you know, I was going through the interview process and all those things, and uh, and I had decided that I wanted to find like a place I could be myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. important. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to make this change, I got to make sure it's a good fit and all these things. So I'm in there and I'm just kind of being candid and kind of doing the whole thing. And they're like, all right, we have like a kind of a wild ball card question at the end that we ask uh, every candidate. And this time it's uh, uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? That was the question. And I had been joking with you and with other people that that was my superpower was regeneration. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yes. So here I am, full dressed up, right? For professional, you know, guy talking to these people that I want yeah. to give me money. Yeah. That don't know me like this. Yeah. I met me. And they ask the question. And because of the conversations, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And I couldn't control my face, Sean. And they asked me and I like, went, I laughed and I had to commit. And I was like, in the moment, I was like, I got, I got to go. <sighs> And I go, uh, if I had a superpower, it'd be regeneration. And that guy looked at me and go, well, you know what happened is I had this vasectomy. And then two years later, I had a baby because I had, like, regenerated and, like, I was able to produce kids again. And, like, the whole room, there was, like, a panel of, you know, people that I was talking to. And, like, they all started, like, dying laughing. Of course! <laughs> and as they were laughing, I was like, these are my people. Like, I want to work here because that's the reaction is, like... <laughs> These are the yeah, things that would end a marriage, people. okay, Brad? These are the things that would end a marriage. Just like because it's like, how? How do I have a baby? What are you yeah, talking was, about, man? Until you uh, probably went over there and you had to go into the cup, and then I was like, oh yeah, you got some active ones so, here. I'll tell you, here's how it goes there. So when you don't think you can get pregnant, being pregnant apparently feels like death, and we couldn't figure out what's wrong with Nikki, and so she goes to the doctor, and uh, and she comes home, and she says. Before I tell you what's going on, I, you, I just know that you have to go to the doctor tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay. I said, I'm pregnant. And like something in my Cro-Magnum brain was like, just shut up. Like, you know, don't don't react just until you know you don't know. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, at, least, at least we know, right? At least we know what's going on and we'll, you know, we'll figure this whole thing out. Yeah. And so uh, I have to go down to the doctor's office to give the, my sample, you know, and then wait. 
And uh, and as luck would have it, my mother-in-law works at the den at the doctor's office. Yeah. And so I have to go down there and you know leave a specimen in a cup, but then I have to hand that cup to my mother-in-law. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> this story's better and better. All right, but yeah. He has to take it back to the lab or whatever, and then I go sit in the waiting room like 10 minutes and like the whole time I'm like man like my life changes here like this is a turning point for us because like either I'm changing the locks or we're having a baby or either I got I don't know what the move is you know and so then like the doctor comes to get me and it's the nurse like the doctor comes to get me and he's like just throws the door open he's like Tash he's like come on you know and we go back there and you know, he tells me he's all as soon as we close the door and like the exam room he's just like all upset and I was like hey man like who are we upset at He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're my first uh, failure in 3,000 K or whatever it was. And I was like, eh. I was like, eh. it is what it is. Like, I was like, well, how much do you pay me now in child support? Like, which is how does this work? Do I get college funds or so? Well, this spoiler alert: they don't pay for anything. They, no, of course not. The because, one. No, because you're an X Men. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they don't pay for X Men. Come on no. now, Brad. Jeez, no. anyway, jeez. So now we know, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but look 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 it's funny because that's the only child i have not met right so it's like it since i moved she runs the show oh i she believe runs it the show as you can see like the only kid you'll ever hear uh while we're doing this is that one because she doesn't care. <laughs> i love it though i love it busy. i love it yeah oh man so anyway back to uh back to the nfl uh, the Washington football team, as we're calling them now, or the Snyderettes or whatever they are uh, in Arizona. That's an, for me, it's an interesting game. It's, you know, has did Ron Riviera get to take hold? Is, is you know, his message uh, on for them? Like, what's the goal? I don't know. See, I'm starting to wonder if Washington is playing out of their minds because of Ron Rivera, right? With that cancer scare and everything. And it's like, yes. Are they playing? Uh, one, he's a phenomenal coach. He is right? phenomenal. We, saw, we saw a similar impact when he went to Carolina yeah. in year one. But two, that story about how he's taking an IV in the locker room at halftime, so we continue to go, and Dwayne Haskins gets up, who I think is a leader. Right, mm-hmm. I don't know how good he is as a quarterback yet, right. but I think that he's a leader. Right. I definitely think he's a leader. Is that he gets up and he makes an impassioned speech about, hey, if he can do that, we can do better. And then they come out the second half and just kick the doors off that thing. It might be the sports story. Yeah, especially if they keep that up for the season. I mean, Because we know that sports is so much mental. Absolutely. Right? And the teams that get it right are the play-for-your-brother mentality. Right? Like, you know, Seattle had that going in that Legion of Boom, right? Love our brother. Like, don't do it for yourself. Do it for them. Do it it for the guy that works next to you. And that is so powerful across the board. Mm -hmm. We see it the most in sports. That if that might be the thing, is that Ron Riviera deciding to continue on, being as sick as he is, might be a rallying cry for that team. And they have talent. They definitely have talent, right? They've got a good running back room. Mm-hmm. The receivers are, you know, I mean, they're not underrated, right? But they're a solid group. Mm-hmm. I think the, the line is as good as it's in that league as you can get. Yeah. Uh, the defense is oncoming, right? You got Chase Young. You've got, you know, and the, the interesting thing for me too is you look at the the influx of Ohio State players on that roster. Yes, yeah, guys that know each other, guys that have been, 
Like there's a familiarity there. Absolutely. In the yeah. leadership groups, for sure, right? You've got, you know, Dwayne yeah. Haskins, this off-top man is Dwayne Haskins is the leader on the offense. Chase Young is arguably already a leader on the defense. Those two guys know each other well. And not just well, but like have played at a high level together. Mm-hmm. That translates across the board. And then you throw in Ron Rivera, who is already a great coach. And then has a more passionate reason for them to get behind him. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's I a mean, rallying cry. Yeah, even last year with when you know Atlanta was going into their bye week and Dan Quinn was on the block, right? They're talking about hey, we're gonna fire Dan Quinn. Like yeah. and then that team turns around and goes because they're playing for that coach. The coach, exactly. It, it's it's funny, right? Because it's like with professional sports and the military, there's so many, so many similarities that I've yeah. seen, anyways, right? Because it's like you know, you you want to do well for your supervisor, especially if you respect your supervisor. And so yeah. you just want to be able to go out there and do that. And there's a lot of things like, you know, that like uh, that we do that sports teams does or vice versa. And it's like, that's why with Washington, it's interesting because I, I, I keep forgetting that he has cancer. Yeah. But people can't put that thing because it's like, they don't have a they don't have a name. <coughs> there's no real there's no real superstar quarterback or anything yeah. like that. But they look they look good. They look good and they put a pound in on Philadelphia. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I'm interested in seeing NFC East is not great this year. No, no, no. Uh I mean the Giants aren't gonna do great. I mean, Dallas are probably gonna be able to win enough games there, I think, to end up coming out. But uh, like I'm talking about like being like you talk about the top four teams in the NFC. Mm. They're not not in those top four living in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And well, I think we see what Arizona's made of, right? Yeah. yeah. Being at home, getting that going. I hear that. It's yeah. going to be interesting to watch. Uh, we got Kansas City and the uh, Chargers. Yeah. Feels weird the Rams. Like, Los Angeles Chargers just still feels so weird to me. Man. I mean, yeah. uh, how, do you, how do you pick against the Chiefs in any game? I, I, I just don't know how. Uh, no. You know, no. I, I don't know how. I mean, I know that they're probably going to lose a game here or there because 72 Dolphins was just a phenomenon. I don't know. Well, you know, I think when you look at the Chiefs, the Achilles for the Chiefs is the defense. Yeah. 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 They have to run up a score. And if and they so start slow, you get, you get in the right, you get them in the right time, you get them in November, December, you catch a snow game. Maybe it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, right? It really is. The Mahomes read connection is man, it's special. Well, what do you do when you have a guy that's studying playbooks from 1930s and 1940s and he'll put that into a game? Yeah, you know what I mean? That now all of a sudden, you're as a head coach, you're gonna have to start studying this stuff because Andy Reid is not afraid to pull some of these things out of the hat. He's just like a magician. Yeah, Andy Reid might be the most adaptive coach. Yes. Yeah. And what I mean by adaptive is like he will tailor his game plan to the talent that he has. A lot of great coaches, we know this, right? They have a system, they have their system. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're going to run that system, and they'll do well with it. Absolutely. Andy Reid, Andy Reid tailors his system. I mean, he's got a philosophy, right? He does, yep. and he's got a thing that he wants to do. But from a guy who puts in uh, packages that suit his talent, like that's the thing, and we're we're going to watch it. I think, I think Kansas City goes and has a big day, and the Chargers don't have a, a bad defense, right? I mean, they're no. they're a relatively top tier defense. 
Yeah. Uh, I still think that yeah, the Chiefs is hanging on. I just I don't know that I don't know it goes a different way. Yeah. All right, little one on one here, brother. Yeah, let's get there. All right, so I love it. We didn't tell each other what this yeah. question is, so I just yeah. wanted some reaction. So okay. and it looks like you do too. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first because mine's less about sure. reaction and more of just a conversation. Sure. Okay. Uh, and so it's it, part of it was brought on. You know, I was watching uh, Sports Center last night and just kind of watching the playoff teams that have been clinched. You know, watching my Mariners play spoiler a little bit and hold the Yankees off their playoff spot from their day, probably. Um, well, good and- for you because they ended up wrecking my Jays over the past week there. So yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, you're welcome. Listen, that's how you know who your favorite team is. And <laughs> uh, I just realized that one, we haven't talked a lot about baseball, and two, we just don't care as much about baseball, right? Like, I don't care until postseason. This pandemic has only enforced the fact that the reason I watch baseball is because it's the only sport on during the week in the summer. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> right now it's basketball. You know what I mean? All these things are going on that wouldn't you know normally be going on. The same it's time. not postseason baseball where you start no. going, oh. No. But this this bred the question for me. This bred the question for me. What would be your walk-up music? What song? What song do you play as you walk from the on-deck circle to the batter's box? What's the hook? What's 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 the song? Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. I think for me, I like I like hip hop and I like rock. So that's difficult yeah. to really start thinking, but I think I will be walking up with a little uh seek and destroy. <laughs> a little seek and destroy. Yeah, that's a good that one. makes I mean, sense same, for, it's for baseball. It's like what's your yeah, it's like what's your walk-up music or you know, like what's your walkout music to wrestling or uh you know, whatever, right? Well, wrestling, I mean Sting, Sting used that one there, Seek and Destroy. Because I don't know what I'm it, saying, like it's the same concept, right? Like for me, the song's the same. It's Snoop Dogg's What's My Name from the infamous doggy style record. Like that was you? That's, that's yours? Off. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, Seek and Destroy, man. Out. It's just like, the worst part about Seek and Destroy, though, is that the intro is so long. Yeah, but that's You don't you get want. any of the words. Yeah. You don't even need the words, though. Like, that's the thing about What's My Name is, like, this kicks off that beat so healthy. You're just like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm here to work. Like, let's get this going. <laughs> You think about it. Just think about it. Like if you're going like at your job now, like if you're on your way in and you know you got to be on when you get to work. Yeah. Right. You put that song on in the car and like you're ready. Of course, because you're walking and scanning the scene in the city tonight. You know what I mean? Looking for you to start up a fight. (laughs) If I can encourage everybody, it's find your walk-up song and apply it to your life. And then you just like search it. Yeah, you all got stuff we're gonna seek and destroy. Yeah, get out of your car and like kick the door closed and flex real quick. (laughs) And you just go handle your business. Oh, I love this question. Seek and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, oh, I love it. I love it. That, that's my song. What's your song? 
It's Snoop Dogg's. Snoop Dogg's. Uh, yeah. That's it. Like, All right. That thing starts playing. I don't care where I'm at, man. Like, I'm in. Like, buddy, I, I transport, it transports me to the confidence I had before I learned about the world. Oh my gosh. 1993. <laughs> sneaking rap music in my Who room. Oh my, what's my name? Snoop Doggy Dog. That's right. But you can't, you can't not have a good time when that, you, you hear Of that course song. not. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, listen to it tomorrow on the way to work. You'll have a be- the best day ever. Like, I'm telling you right now, Snoop Dogg is the best thing to happen to hockey. I don't know if you've ever seen it on YouTube. Check it out. Snoop Dogg explaining hockey. Yes. Best thing ever. Yeah. He knows what the flow is. He knows what a biscuit yeah. is. I'm like, brother, I yeah. love you, man. I he's love you. He's I like, love you. All right. My question to you is very Canadian. Yeah. As they all very, are. As they very are. Canadian. Be polite so, to the point. That's right. So the CFL is not having a season this year, right? We, we've discussed the CFL. Yes. Yes. So I just saw something that it just caught my mind, and so I had to look it up. I wanted to see what your reaction is this. Uh, so what the CFL is doing for the Grey Cup coming up is they're offering, because if you purchased – season tickets to your team, right? Yeah. They don't want to give the refunds because <laughs> they have to keep the they have to keep it afloat, right? Yeah. So if you have a season ticket that you paid anything over $349, what they're offering right now is that you go in to the CFL and let me just pull this up right now. Can I have it right here ready to go? It is it is phenomenal, Brad. It is absolutely Phenomenal. I loved it. So for $349, okay, they are going to offer you at your name on the Grey Cup fan base. So the Grey Cup was just a cup, but now they're going to have this massive wall at the bottom of it, this massive base. And on there, it's all the people that have paid for their um, season tickets and so what happens is it says limited time. So you got to You got to go on there. So it says the pricing here. See season ticket members pricing is $349 at general public. So if you didn't have a season ticket, you still want your name on there. $399 to get your name on there. Okay. And so <laughs> this space is huge. Okay. And what they're saying is, is that you're going to get personal. Get personal. A blank spot. The great cup is not that big, but the base is huge. I, you have no, to see this not. thing. No, look at this thing, what they're going to make. It's going to gonna put, have a lot of blank spots on it. They're gonna, so, personal recognition. In addition to your name being etched on the Great Cup fan base, you will also be recognizing your local stadium and unique in your market. It's like, what? And put your hey. name on <laughs> Joe Blow from uh, Toronto. Stand up. Stand up. So that's what they're going to do, man. There's a there's a certificate of authenticity that you get to hang up on your wall that you are on the base is- of the Grey Cup, and you get to have the Grey Cup come to your home. You can take pictures with it, with your name on the thing, and then they blow up your name so that everybody can see it. So it- okay, I'm into that part. The rest of it is the most Canadian thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> they but- don't want to get that money. <laughs> ha, 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 ha
which I don't blame them. Like, you want to keep the league going. <laughs> yes, I get it. It reminds me of this. Uh, my brother was in Seattle for maybe a Sounders game or something. Mm-hmm. I don't quite remember why he was there. But he ended up in a bar, you know, or whatever. And I get this text message from him at 1030 on like a Friday night. And all it is is a picture of him holding the Super Bowl trophy that the Seahawks had won. But that's completely different, Brad. Yes, it is because it's Come way on, better because Brad. it's organic. But when is he that what you're comparing out, what I just gave you the question? No, that's what reminded me of because the only compelling part of that thing you just told me is that you can take your picture with it. But it's not. I don't care about the Grey Cup. No one does. No one does. It's the silliest thing in the world. Listen, I listen, I listen. Here's the thing. You know, we stay about like that redhead stepchildren are like the most like, you know, like that's what resilient. you say when something doesn't matter. You know? No, I know, but okay. they're also resilient. They're resilient. Yeah, and that's they're, what the CFL. They're getting the backhand is. for nothing. Yeah, the CFL. The CFL is like the blonde stepchild that like dyed their hair red so it could be the redhead stepchild. Like it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I still say you need a CFL in order for the NFL to succeed. Uh, you do. Because you need you need a feeder. You need a feeder. There are some great Listen, players that are going up there. I know. I know. You need the four players you've given the NFL in the last 25 years. Oh, come on now. There's more than that. There's more than that. I, 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 an impact. <laughs> the, the, the thing for me is that in Canada, I want to see football. And I can't see an NFL game. You know, I so I think it's a good idea, but I also am laughing a little bit because it's just like, come on, man. Here's here's the tell. Here's how we'll know how good of an idea we think it is. Did you sign up for it? <laughs> I ain't spending four hundred dollars. I don't have those season tickets over here. <laughs> I'm not spending four hundred dollars on my name there. Oh, Sean Valancourt. <laughs> I, I don't disagree because I wouldn't sign for it either. No, but it's not a good idea if you wouldn't do it. I mean, I get it. I understand the logic. I think it's fine. I I think that that thing has to be like fifty people because I don't know that you get more than fifty. <laughs> you no, know, you have to have a look at this base. Look it up later, fans. Look it up later. I'll look. It's it a up huge later. base. It's huge. Yes. What they're trying to propose. I get what they're proposing. What I'm saying is, when it's over, it's like fifty <laughs> names. <laughs> Oh, you're so bad, Brad. <laughs> like five fans from each team. I mean, like, really, like, come on. How many? What's the average attendance of a CFL game? What do you oh, think? No. Of? I mean, come on. That's not even fair. Is like, it more than 10,000? What do you mean 10,000? Is it 10,000 people? No. No. Not what, average. How many? How, what's, the, what's the average? I don't know. When I was in Montreal, I mean, I know it was lucky to get 7,000. Know? Okay. So, Listen. And one time it was sold out. We got close to ten thousand, and that was for uh, Johnny Manziel being there. Yeah, listen to me. Let's listen very carefully. In a pandemic, in a pandemic, where they're allowing only ten percent of the seats to be full, the NFL stadiums are drawing more fans than that. Yeah, I know that. There's seventeen thousand. It looks like a CFL game there. Okay, I understand. It's almost that. double the average. I know, I know, because they're so huge. I understand bigger, all this. Brand. There's a bigger fan base in that for 
preseason games. I know, I know. But the I thing is, it. though, man, is like it's you your can't... baseball. It's your baseball, right? Like you gotta have something to watch. <laughs> Thank you. It's cold up here. <laughs> it's cold up here. We need to watch a little football. What's colder, Canada or New England? What are you talking about? The whole country? <laughs> Who's more miserable? Who's more miserable? So you, you, you just, you just, you, you, you just went Boston. to a certain area of, of 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 the United States, and then all of Canada. The populations are the same. <laughs> the population's probably the same. <laughs> California and Canada is the same, right? <laughs> that makes sense too. <laughs> <laughs> so New England. Or which part? Which part of Canada are we talking here? I don't. Know, I feel like New England's like the coldest part of the continent of the United States. I feel like those are the grouchiest people because of listen, the cold. Listen, no matter where you are in the U.S., there is no place colder than Win- Winnipeg, Manitoba. Look it up. Coldest intersection in the world. Portage and Maine. Coldest intersection in the world. Okay, who's grouchier because of the cold? Uh, Quebecers. Yeah, you know why? Because they don't have NFL football. Well, there's that. Like there's, warm. there's putting cheese and gravy on your French fries, and then you're just like all bunged up for like weeks because yeah, you eat cheese and gravy like all the time. Yeah, like a pack of cigarettes with like a shriveled yeah. up cancerous lung on it, right? <laughs> so, of course, you're pissy. Down. You're pissy, man. You're pissy. You got your Labatt's, you know, and it's like Labatt's 50. Yeah, hey, Labatt's 50. Merci beaucoup, huh? Merci, uh, la bat 50, c'est la beau, la beau beer. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to live in a world where you just leave your beer on the porch and then when you go out to smoke your cigarette, you like grab a beer out of the carton because it's cold enough that it's. It feels like a terrible place. I'm sure Quebec? J'aime, j'aime it's Quebec just, beaucoup. It's all just jokes. It's all you know, just j'aime, j'aime Quebec beaucoup. Yeah. But it is not enough to buy a house there, but no. you, know, you enjoyed your it, job. It, yeah, it's cold there. It's cold. <laughs> yes. Listen, we, all, we all could agree there's several places to live, and people that live there should be, you know, they should get a trophy. And with what you're saying, that for the low price of $350, they could get a trophy. So there you go. $350, that's right. The NFL's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Well, I think that's all the time for this week. Yeah. Uh, next Find week, we got Stan. Uh, Guys.beer.sports, all things social media. Right? Well, actually, we switched it to Guys Beer Sports to so make it nice and easy and flowing. So, easy. yes. Guys Beer on. Sports. We got Stan Petter coming on next week. Yeah. going to be Stan. good. I talk to Stan. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, that's our first athlete we ever talked to. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Brad, as always, great time. Great yeah. time. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Hey, NFL kicks off in uh, a couple minutes, so enjoy Peace. these games, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Peace, everybody. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Like us on Facebook at Guys Beer Sports Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at guys.beer.sports. When you do this, watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, where you can join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or as a guest live commentator. 
the GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.